Hey, good evening, Top Fan Rivalry followers. It is Bill from Top Fan Rivalry. I am here with four guests, uh, all four you're familiar with. Um, they've all been on the podcast and or host podcast uh, with me. And we're going to talk about the contemporary era of the Hall of Fame tonight. We're going to get a little dicey. It's going to be a little fun. Um, but we got Grand Slam Sam on, who co-hosted Around the Diamond with me. We got John on, who's a Rays fan. We got... Tony on who's a Cubs fan and we got Sarah on who's a Red Sox fan and Sarah's going to keep us inside the lines tonight to make sure that we don't go out of bounds like she's oh going to enforce on us we're all like, in trouble because we're all afraid of Sarah we already know we're, <laughs> you know Boston people and, and Jersey people just they say we'll find you under the turnpike so True. that being said let's Fact. get st- let's get started let's talk about the contemporary era of the Hall of Fame so Tony, let me start with you. Okay. What did you think? What did you think of this concept? So I, I saw the short list. There's eight players on the list, and they made mention when they brought out the list is like we don't want to see the same players all the time. So they're going to change things up. And so there's a lot of players on here that are missing. That I think you know these definitely could just knock in. These would be easy ones to pick off. And not seeing them on there and seeing some of the names that they did choose, um, I'm just a little hesitant about it. I mean, there are some players on this list that definitely deserve it. And I think we can all agree to that. There are some people on this list where they don't deserve it. And I think we can agree on that as well. And uh, it's just a little frustrating that they had to go this route. But I mean, if you're only going to have 16 votes uh, and 70% is going to make it, then, you know, you've got you've to limit the, the pool a little bit. So yeah. that's, my, that's my viewpoint. Good commentary. I like that. What do you think, John? Um, I, I'm a big fan of the uh, the installation of this. This is what used to be called the Veterans Committee, correct? Mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of this as an installation because the goalposts move. The counting stats matter less. Longevity matters less. Peak and impact matter more. And these are things that are reflected in Hall of Fame voting now. So these are guys that should be measured against that now. I think being able to reevaluate guys that lost on previous criteria is crucial to the voting process uh, of the Hall of Fame as a whole. That's true across all sports. There you go. And I like the way that you cross-referenced uh, football in there, too. That's very good. Of course. This time of year, right? It's good. Yeah. Sam, yeah. Sam go and Sarah. What's that? Yeah, no. Go Dolphins. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Sam. Yeah, no. I mean, you definitely have to take a different stance on this. And, yeah, uh, I'm actually – I mean, I'm for it. I'm, I'm all for it. I mean, baseball has changed over the years. You know, it, the fact that to get into the Hall of Fame, you have to appease these news writers. It's like, are you are you freaking kidding me? Like, the seriously, are you bummer? Like, who like the, the who thought of this concept? Whoever thought of this concept, I have to have some strong words with because it makes absolutely no sense. It makes absolutely no sense. Like, so I'm, I'm all for this. I think this is a great thing. You, you're putting players in that deserve to be in because look, at the end of the day, they're there to do, they're there to play baseball. They're not there to please writers. Like this is. This is going to come out later, everybody. But Sam is basically telling you that he wants Barry. I swear it didn't take steroids bonds in. That's, <laughs> oh, that's look, where but, we're going with this look, already. This is, already laid the ground. No, but. 
but this is going to be able to open the door for other players that deserve to be in. Guys like Pete Rose, guys like Roger Clemens, who's a freaking Agreed. like yeah, he did some he did some crappy shit, but easy he. he he should be in. There's no question about it. You you have the lead, you have the home run leader in all of baseball not in the Hall of Fame. Makes absolutely no fucking sense. Not zero. And the only reason, like guys like Barry Bonds and Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa, like got caught, is because people focused on it. But there were plenty of other players that were doing it, and we'll get into it. I'm sure. Yeah, the oldest, stuffiest people on earth are baseball Hall of Fame voters. They are the most puritanical people ever. The, the, the standards they vote with are so weird and so outdated that something like this is incredibly necessary for the ecosystem of the Hall of Fame. You know, yeah, I, bet, I bet Pete Rose really wished that Yasiel Puig didn't have his guilty plea. <laughs> oh, man. Well, Yasiel Puig. Is- the numbers on that are insane. It's like 75 bets a week. It's wild. You know what's funny, you guys, is not only do we have Yasiel Puig and P. Rose, but the MLB on the umpire's jersey has uh, FTX on it, who just went bankrupt for stealing money from their clients, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. now everything is sponsored by DraftKings in the MLB. So P. Rose has got to be going, what's going on? Anybody? Yep. Anybody remember me over here? I'm the guy with all the hits. Anyway, Sarah, what do you think? Uh, I have a lot of feels about this. Uh, On one side of the spectrum, I think it's great. And it's great to see a lot of these names coming up that really deserve to be back into it, um, that they should be in the hall. But on the other end of the spectrum, I'm like, okay, we, we really need to figure out what the standards are are we going to continue having it based off of character clause are we going to continue it being if it's quote unquote alleged cheating like what what are we doing because we know that we have so many people in the hall already who fall into certain characteristics but you know they're charismatic people therefore they're in the hall so it's one of those that are we going to move forward and have it be the statistics talking strictly about their ballot voting or is it going to be the same standard going with this committee like that's how I'm just I'm trying to play it out in my head because if they're going to be voting I can't see it not going the same way as it has in the past you know and and Sarah you mentioned a good point and John you mentioned a good point at the end of the day you know when you said these are stuffy voters they're voters right they hold these MLB players to a higher, higher standard that they can't even reach. No different than when we're voting for our governments, right? It's all like we hold these people to standards that we can't even live up to. So it's weird to me that, that I mean, I like this concept, but I'm not sure I totally like all the names that were on it, but we'll get to that. So Sarah, back to you. Does this open Pandora's box based on what we're seeing now, does this kind of? Absolutely. Absolutely. This is a lot of, you're going to have a lot of pushback um, from people who, you know, reporters are going to be like, well, A, B, and C, we have documentation of, you know, 
cork bats of steroid use, the Mitchell report, you know, like you're going to, a lot of this is all going to come again back to the surface. And it's also going to be one of those that if we do move forward and start, you know, moving these questionable characteristics into play, then it's like, okay, where is the line? Like, I'm someone who doesn't believe that Sammy Sosa should be in the Hall of Fame, but this is no holds bar now. That's just now it's if we're going to have these guys on this era ballot, then why not? Right. You got it. Got to make the argument. Sam, what do you think? So I think there's going to I think there obviously has to be a line into what constitutes players being eligible. I mean, look, Sammy Sosa really wasn't that great of a player. No, no, no. You know, so it's like he's not someone that should be in the Hall of Fame, you know, but like. You take a guy like Barry Bonds, who has the stats to back it up. Oh, yeah. I knew it was coming. Well, no, but he's he's right. No, but yeah. Uh, Okay. So I'm okay saying it. Yeah. He probably did take steroids. He didn't get convicted of it. No, he did. He did take steroids. He did take steroids. (laughs) Yeah, he did take steroids. That's okay. Who cares? It doesn't doesn't make a difference with Barry Bonds. He has the stats to back it up, and guess what? He still would have made the Hall of Fame even if he hadn't done it because he was still that great of a player. And, again, there were multiple people. I'm sure there were players on every single team that took steroids. They just didn't get caught. 100%. The big difference with Barry Bonds, though, is that 30-day house arrest and that probation that he was on. So there was a lot of things that came up. And that's where it starts going into the whole play for the character. And that's why reporters won't vote him in is because of that character clause. That's so lame. It's and, and that's, but it's that's about pro- baseball. You it know? should always be about baseball. It, sh- that, it should be. And if it's know that, Pandora's I know box, that. Yeah. absolutely. And, and look, yeah, it may open up Pandora's box to an extent, but I feel, I still think people will look at it and say, okay, yeah, we're okay. We're going to open this up to the steroid era players. Okay. Let's still take a look at their merit. Let's mm-hmm. still take a look at what they did and not just who they are. You know, I, I'm all for letting people in the hall of fame. If their merit does like lives up to the standard that they deserve to be there. But you shouldn't let a guy like Barry Bonds not be in the hall of fame. His merit equates to being there i mean there, there's no if ands or buts about it like and again roger clemens don't take a guy that's not a, that's not barry bonds roger clemens he should be there yeah he was an asshole but who cares if he was an <laughs> asshole his job was to pitch and he was a phenomenal pitcher his stats stand up uh john um I don't think it opens Pandora's box as much as it seems like it does. Um, and e- even with guys like Mattingly and Murphy being on the ballot, just because we're talking about like short peaks and steroids doesn't mean we're inducting a guy like Ken Caminetti, rest in peace. Like we're not, we're not going this that far in the other direction, but you also can't omit a whole era of baseball. You know, these guys, everybody cheated, right? It was either cheat or lose your job. And Barry Bonds cheated, and Roger Clemens cheated, and Raphael Palmero cheated, and everyone else did too. You know, juiced pitchers were pitching to juiced batters, and Barry Bonds was the best of the juiced batters, and Roger Clemens was the best of the juiced pitchers. And if that's how we're going to do it, if we're going to start talking about the steroid guys, 
being eligible, those two should at least be in. Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens should be Hall of Famers yesterday, and they should be Hall of Famers five years ago, right? But if we're going to start talking about them now, then it opens a conversation about guys like Conseco, McGuire, Sosa. And I'm not saying they should be in, but I'm saying we shouldn't automatically discount them if everybody from the era was cheating. I don't think it's fair to baseball. I don't think it's fair for a guy like Bud Selig and his predecessors to be in the Hall of Fame who were full well complicit to the steroid usage. They weren't, they weren't blind to it. They knew what was going on. And they're letting guys like Clemens and Bonds watch from outside of the club while he has a plaque in Cooperstown. I don't think that's very fair. Yeah. I listen, I I'm not gonna argue that point. What do you think, uh, Tony? I, I, I've talked with you before on this, Bill, and I, I really think that uh, they're going to let Barry Bonds in. They're going to let Roger Clemens in. They're going to let A-Rod in eventually. I feel like they feel that they have this moral obligation that they have to scrape as many non-PED tainted players in before they really want to look at these PED players. And I think that's what they did with the 15 years that Barry Bonds uh, waited. And, you know, he got the he got votes. He just didn't get enough votes. Um, and that, the other thing to consider is that when Barry Bonds was doing this, when Roger Clemens was doing this, there wasn't an MLB rule against it. Okay. The thing is, if you compare if you compare that to what just happened uh, this year with uh, what's his name from the Phillies, um, I mean with the Padres and Tatis, Tatis. So you know he did it, and that's a very different idea. The fact that he's doing it while he's rehabbing not necessarily under a doctor's jurisdiction. And what happened? He got how many games suspended? Definitely until next year. I think, I think okay. it was 80 plus And playoffs. the thing is, that's going yeah. to taint his consideration more than I think it'll taint Bonds or Clemens or A-Rod. I really do. Um, I believe that Bonds and Clemens are Hall of Famers. Definitely, 100% so. I believe that the writers who have this moral authority, or at least think that they do, are going to bring in as many people as they can who don't have the taint. I agree with that. I agree I with agree. that. My So my thing is on the Pandora's box, I'm going to go back to a comment that Sarah made. Um, my thing with Pandora's box is I can give you a li- and I'll give you a couple of names that were left off. I, I sort of feel like this was MLB's way of saying there's some people that we feel belong in here but aren't going to get in here because either they lied to Congress or they took steroids or whatever it was, right? So let us see if we can't backdoor this a little bit, which is, to me, is a little scary. Uh, but at the same point, you know, uh, Sam makes a great point. If Barry Bonds never grew three hat sizes in 200 pounds – and stayed off the juice it, like he was in, in Pittsburgh, that guy's a first ballot Hall of Famer regardless. In Pittsburgh, if he just kept his numbers up in Pittsburgh, he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. And I don't think anybody on this podcast would disagree with me on that. Not at all. His nope. defense and his speed were also a great factor at that point in time. He was stealing bases and the way that he could jump, like he was a great, you know, player, like, before all that had happened you know member of the 500 500 club two yeah you know, 200 200 mm-hmm. 300, 
Like he was breaking records, you know, when most of us were probably still in diapers, as they may say. You know, it, he. It's not just because he's a giant. It's he statistically across the board should be in. Hundred percent. But it's a, it's a bad look when the greatest player in the sport isn't in the Hall of Fame. Or a exactly. Top a Mount Rushmore player isn't in the Hall of Fame. Bonds is objectively a top five hitter of all time. That's it's a bad look for your sport when you can't acknowledge that. I so, think it's that simple. So the, the I mean the the thing now I've never met I mean I've met Barry Bonds one time. I bumped into him, literally ran into him coming out of a restaurant in Vegas. And I said, oops, sorry. And I didn't realize because he had lost a bunch of weight. I didn't realize who I bumped into. But I've never met him and talked to him. I think in baseball, they teach you, at least growing up when I played, you've got to be the best. You've got to be the best. You've got to be the best. And Barry was already one of the best in Pittsburgh. I think he just wanted to be the best of all time. And, hey, I've got a way to do that. Um, you know, just take a needle in your rear end. And... <laughs> you know, and you'll be fine. And so I, I, it's a choice, right? So I'm not, I don't have any issue with that whatsoever. I I just, I still think he was a first ballot hall of famer in Pittsburgh. Sam, and even if he, he didn't, even if he played for the giants, but still put up the numbers that he put up in Pittsburgh, he's a first ballot guy. Yeah. hundred Okay. So Tony, next question. I'm going to read off the list of players that are on this first round. And you tell me, this is where you can tell me who you would, if you had three votes, right. who would you put in on this? Okay, okay so we got Albert, watch out, um, Fernando Vina, uh, Bell. We got mm-hmm. Barry, I swear it didn't take steroids, Bonds. Roger, Mike Piazza, Clemens. Donnie, Baseball. Fred, Prime Dog, McGriff. Uh, Dale Murphy. Uh, Raphael, I didn't lie to Congress, Palmero, And then Kurt Schilling, um, businessman extraordinaire. So of these people, sorry, guys, that was my best attempt on a Tuesday night of humor. <laughs> um, Sarah wrote my jokes, by the way. Yeah. Sorry, um, Rhode Island. Sorry. Yeah, exactly. So um, who, who are your three? Tony, who are you voting for? Who are you going right, to put so in? So the three I'm voting for is I'm voting for Don Mattingly. Um, mm-hmm. If you compare his career to, let's say, Ryan Sandberg's 12-year career before he got injured in 95, you compare them. Uh, Donnie's got a better average, better slugging percentage, better OPS. Um, And on top of that, he's been a manager that's made it to the playoffs. He's got the credentials. I think he should get in. I really do. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with Fred McGriff because if you compare Fred McGriff to Eddie Murray, I believe that those two are very comparable players. Uh, Same career length, uh, comparable batting average. Uh, McGriff is better for slugging than OPS. and then I'm going to go with Kurt Schilling. Um, this is the Hall of Fame, not the Hall of Politically Correct. And I like it. He has the record, not only in the regular season, but the playoffs to prove that he belongs. Uh, 3,000 strikeouts, 200 wins. I think he's got it. So those are my three. I like it. I, I like and I like the justification. John, where do you go? Who are your three? Um, Bonds, Clemens. And then it's Schilling if he wants it. I'm not, I'm not begging Kurt Schilling to be in the Hall of Fame because he's been outspoken that he doesn't want to be part of it. But if, but, if, but if we vote him in and he graciously accepts, then Kurt Schilling is a Hall of Famer because you're exactly right about the stats. 
Kurt Schilling is a Hall of Famer. It's post-career stuff that has kept him out. And it's him saying he doesn't want to be in that has kept him out. So if he if, actually he said that he didn't want to be voted in the regular way. He said he wanted a veterans committee. Vote. He said he wanted a veterans committee. Yeah. Okay, well then the veterans committee is going to grant his wish. My my veterans committee will vote in Kurt Schilling. Yeah. But we are also if we're talking about drawing a line in the sand in Pandora's box, I'm opening it because I'm voting in Bonds and Clemens as well. Barry, Barry Bonds will be a Hall of Famer before I die. I promise. If I have to run for commissioner myself, <laughs> I'll make up the yard signs. They'll be at Sarah's house if you want to pick them up. Of the sweaters. There you go. There you go. Perfect. I like it. Okay, so you got Barry, you got Roger, you got Kurt. Sammy, where are you going? Um, I'm going to do the same first two, but I would do Dom Mattingly. And that's only in my first round. Obviously, do we know how many people are going to get in in this first? It's all you based know, on the percentage for no. the same okay. way. So, yeah. you know, if percentage goes, you know, I would, my top, I mean, my top three are Bonds, Clemens, and Mattingly. My fourth would be showing, you know, but really three and four are interchangeable. Um, yeah, but that's where I sit. Love it. What, have you, uh, what about you, Sarah? Uh, for me, number one's going to be McGriff. Number two is going to be Don Mattingly. Number three, I'm going back and forth. Um, it's one of those where I will probably do a pro con pro cons list. Um, but if I'm going strictly <laughs> off of statistics, it would be shilling. Um, you know, if um, if Murphy wasn't injured so much and was able to have, um, you know, played consistently i feel that i could say yeah absolutely i'm gonna throw him in there but if i'm going off of stats for the third i'm gonna go with shilling on that i'm gonna make some people unhappy here and i'm not and i'm not doing it to to poke the bear i promise i'm not my three uh donnie baseball gets in first don manually um his numbers are good his numbers are really really good (laughs) and he played the game right um number two is dale murphy Again, I agree with you, Sarah, in the sense that he was hurt at the in his last three or four seasons of his career yeah. were it's almost like he stayed too long. He didn't know how to retire. Right. Didn't go out on the high note. No, he didn't. But I but in the 80s, he Tony backed me up on this. But in the 80s, he was one of those outfielders that was to be reckoned with. Mm-hmm. You know, he agree. just was. And I hate I hated Atlanta because whoever drew the map. They were in the National League West. I mean, Cincinnati was not at a point, but, you know, you have to bypass Cincinnati to go to Atlanta East, but whatever. Um, number three is I'm putting Fred McGriffin. The only reason, and Sarah brought this perfect point up, the only reason I'm not putting Bonds, Schilling, um, or, uh, I mean, Albert Bell, I'm not even worried about, but Bonds, Roger, or, or Schilling isn't because of the history of it. It's because they just got off, off the, ballot. the ballot. Give them a couple more years and then let this group put them in. Now, again, do I think that Barry Bonds belongs in the Hall of Fame? I do. Okay. Equally as much, I believe Pete Rose belongs in the Hall of Fame, especially since the MLB is like DraftKings is extraordinary right now. <laughs> um, but do I believe that he's in? Do I believe that Roger Clemens was one of the most dominant pitchers of his era and arguably potentially one of the most dominant pitchers 
top 100 pitchers of all time? Sure. Same thing with Kurt Schilling in Philadelphia and in Arizona. But let's give him some time, boys and girls. That's just, you know, for me, McGriff, Bond, or uh, Mattingly, and, and Dale Murphy have had their, their day in court. Now let's let them in. Isn't, so. Correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't there a larger period of time, usually back when it was the Veterans Committee? Isn't there a good bit of time between falling off the ballot and being Veterans Committee eligible? Like yes. Longer than what it's been for Bond, Schilling, uh, yes. Clemens? For the, for the okay. previous Veterans Committee, it was, it was uh, active during the 60s and 70s. This is mm-hmm. the first one that had active during the 80s. And because it's active during the 80s, Bond's rookie year was, what, 86? Clemens was 84. Yep. Palmiro was 86. And so that's why they're considering gotcha. Um, yeah. Now, again, and this goes to it, if this was the Veterans Committee dealing with the 90s and, uh, ahead, then yeah, I definitely would put Bonds and Clemens in. Palmiero, well, I mean, 500 home runs doesn't mean what it meant back in the nope. 70s and 80s. How many how many players have 500 home runs for their career? I mean, Sosa does, McGuire does, uh, Palmiero does, uh, Bonds does, Manny Ramirez does. I mean, in the steroid yeah. era, 500 home runs doesn't mean what it used to mean. And so I'm not sure even Palmiero gets in with his numbers just yeah. because of the steroid there are, Those aren't steroid numbers. There are 28 players in the 500, in the 500 home run club as mm-hmm. of 20, uh, 2021. So. Right. Yeah. But if you, to Tony's point, if you remove out the steroid era people, that number goes significantly down. Now, I, I'm going to say something that's going to be unpopular. Do you know who else I would put in the steroid era? Jackson. Oh. And he's in the hall and he's got 563 homes. Sorry, Sarah, I interrupted you. Oh, I mean, no. Uh, John was going to say something. I was going to say I said David Ortiz, but I believe that is a bit out of turn. So (laughs) I'll I'll let you proceed. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I just, um, with, uh, with what was said earlier about Alex Rodriguez, I think David Ortiz is a good marker for a guy that, like, was popped quietly and then. Didn't didn't catch any flag court and then kept it clean all the way out, which is why I think Alex Rodriguez will never touch the Hall of Fame. How many how many times did he get hit for it? Two oh, he three? was suspended an entire season. He, he was he was the guy. He was the face of steroids. What they wanted, yeah. they made a Rod the example that they couldn't make Barry Bonds because Bonds did it before it was technically against the rules, mm-hmm. right? So a Rod will never touch it, no matter how much like image rehabilitation he's done and how he's on MLB, on TV, and everything like that. A-Rod will never touch the Hall of Fame. But a guy like David Ortiz, who, like, very quietly got caught and it wasn't ever official and then stayed clean, was the face of his franchise, is the archetype for how to do it. Yeah. I think if Tatis, Tatis was doing it while he was recovering, right, he stays clean for his whole career, stays in San Diego, leads the team, matures. <laughs> what, like, the arc that Machado has had as an adult if like Tatis does that and stays productive, then Tatis can be a Hall of Famer. I don't think steroids are a kiss of death the way we want to say it is about like Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens. We just right. say it about Bonds and Clemens because they are horribly unlikable and they were dragged through the mud in the national media and through the court system. That's why it's a black eye in theory to put Clemens and Bonds in when it's not to put David Ortiz in. Sarah, he brings up a good point, and I'm 
I'm curious to see your thought here. I panicked when I heard she was a Red Sox fan. I had, the, <laughs> I had the Ortiz example ready to go, and I feel bad doing it because I like David Ortiz. But it's, Don't worry. That's go the ahead, thing. Yeah. He he got – the only thing that they had on record was the one time when he had tested positive. And it's one of those that from the remainder of his, remainder of his career, you heard nothing of it. The yeah. other thing on the flip side is – He's a very charismatic character. He's something that he is very involved in every charitable thing within the Boston area or affiliated with the MLB. He is everywhere he goes. Everyone loves him because he's just a personal figure. Like he will, you're on the street. Doesn't matter where you are. He's repping, you know, during Eagles gear. I mean, it killed me on the inside when he was wearing the Eagles jersey. And I was just like, it's just Poppy. Like Poppy, everyone loves Poppy. Poppy loves everyone. But that's the big difference from him to a lot of other people. A prime example that I often use is Manny. I love Manny so much. But Manny wasn't smart with a lot of things. And he's not very charismatic. It's always been Manny being Manny when it comes to a lot of things. So for me, it hurts my gut that I know in my heart he's never going to get into the Hall of Fame because of how he was but when you look at the two sides of the coin whereas manny and ortiz it's going to be ortiz all day because of his personality yeah Yeah. honestly good call good call it's and when when poppy was given his speech there were some old school guys that were just looking at him at the hall of fame going i can't believe this guy's in and others are just laughing like when he mm-hmm. pounds his chest, he goes, Tito, I got you, baby. Tito, call me if you need anything. And he was talking about Terry Francona. I mean, it was it was awesome. Well, you had here in Boston, like um, Dan Shaughnessy, who's a big reporter, didn't vote for him. And it was one of those that it like blew up here that like, how did you not vote for him? <laughs> you know, he's been the face of the organization, this, that and the other thing. And Dan Shaughnessy was just like, I can't let it go. He still had Mm -hmm. tested positive at one point in time. And he's very old school. So he was just like, nope, I gave him a no. That's why I think the goalpost smooth. Yeah, it was a bold move. You got to have a brass set to do that. So leading into the last question, Sarah, on the vote, no. Who was left off this list? Who are the players that you would have liked to see on the list that weren't there? And then I'm going to go to you, Sam, uh, John, and then Tony. I mean, here I am. If you're going to start bringing all these guys in, if you're going to bring a Bonds, if you're going to bring a Clemens into this, why are we not bringing Mark McGuire into this? Um, For me, Mark McGuire saved baseball. I have said it for years. After that 94 strike, This is why the MLB just turned an eye and looked the other way when everything was going on because they knew that they may never recover from the strike. And Mark McGuire saved baseball. It started off with Mark McGuire and Ken Griffey. Then Ken Griffey fell off. And then it went Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa. And legit Mark McGuire, even before he was doing, you know, steroids and all his stuff, he was on par world series you know he was a heck of a college athlete he had records out the wazoo for college you know through being a usa baseball player all of his records he held with that it's something that when you look at him statistically going into 
pre-1994 impeccable. But again, like he was a bash brother. So there's a lot of ties there. And then, you know, he did jack up to be, you know, 19 times the size of what he actually was. So that's another thing why they won't look at him to be part of it. So that's just me. If we're going to incorporate these guys, let's bring the guy who actually saved baseball back into this conversation. Agreed. I like it. Sammy. Uh, yeah, I would definitely say Mark, no question. And then, uh, for my friend Paul, who was unfortunately unable to be here tonight, um, Pete Rose, they definitely need to like, just completely like relook at this, as we've said, said already, you know, DraftKings is, you know, a major sponsor in MLB you know, gambling is now a regular thing. Like this whole thing with Pete Rose not being in is just freaking ridiculous. And I'd like to see him. Like it. John, what do you think? I completely agree with everything that's been said so far. Um, I think Bonds is a Hall of Famer, like I said. And I think if Bonds is a Hall of Famer, McGuire is a Hall of Famer. I think Pete Rose is a Hall of Famer the same way that Barry is, is a Mount Rushmore guy, the all-time home run king. You can't have the Hall of Fame without the hit king. Um, but I think, unfortunately, if we're being realistic, it's the, the window for baseball to make that right is sort of closed. I think it'll be after Pete Rose has left that they'll, they'll posthumously make it right. I think it'd be too much egg on the face of the major league to let him in while he's still here. And I think, I think that's unfortunate and it's tough to say and think about, but Rose and McGuire will be in and they won't make it right until it's too late. That's just being real. Yep. Tony, what do you think? So the only reason I'm not putting McGuire on for missing this session is because this session is supposed to be the 80s and McGuire's claim to fame, his Hall of Fame period, is in the 90s. So I'm going to delay that until the next veterans session. Um, Lou Whitaker is one that I just have really wondered why he hasn't gotten in. He's definitely one that should be on this list. Um, Keith Hernandez is another one who I think, you know, we, we, you know, Keith Hernandez has shown time and time again that he belongs on there. Um, Kenny Lofton is another one. Yep. Um, him and Julio Franco. I mean, you look at these and it's like some of these who are vagabonds near the end of their career, they don't really have a team to champion them. And that's something that's, that's probably the main reason why they're not in the Hall of Fame is because they didn't have someone championing them. And then uh, for my, uh, my hint, uh, I, I've talked with Bill about this before. Dave Steve is probably the other big one. Uh, he falls into this. He was a great pitcher on a horrible team. But how many times did he bring perfect games or no hitters into the ninth inning, two outs? And I think he's, I think he missed four of them where he didn't Three or four, yeah. four that he did it. If you get a chance, watch the um, uh, Secret Base has a YouTube show where they basically mm -hmm. did a like a six episode on Dave Steve's career. And yep. I, I definitely would suggest looking at that. My issue with Pete Rose is that he bet on his team. And so here's the thing. If he bet on his team to win, that means that he's using resources. He may have a player that's out there a little longer, uh, may hurt themselves because he's trying to make sure he gets that win. Or he may be taking the starter from the next game and putting them in to relieve in the ninth inning. So he's sacrificing the future for the present. And that's defrauding the, the, the public. If he bet on his team to lose, that's even worse. Because if he bet on his team to lose, then he's, he's basically defrauding the fans and he's defrauding baseball oh. in general. Yeah. 
I so in regards to the and I don't have very strong opinions on this. I'm not old enough to like be emotionally attached to Pete Rose in the process. But mm -hmm. if if we're saying that Rose tampered with the game, you could say the same thing about Bud Selig and the commissioner turning a blind eye to the steroids, and you can say say the same thing about Manfred and the juiced baseballs. It's it's tampering with the product to boost ratings, or it's tampering with the product to change the outcome of what would be an untampered with game. It's, it's, and that's, that's, I think that's, that's a slippery consider, But yeah. also keep in mind, you have a 60 year history of baseball saying gambling is verboten. That we're mm -hmm. just not even going to touch it, dating all the way back to the Black Sox scandal. Uh, Rose played his entire career knowing that rule and still chose to violate it. That's fair. Yeah. I, and you, uh, you bring up a good point, uh, Tony. I mean, go back to Buck Weaver, who would play for the Black Sox, mm -hmm. who didn't participate at all, but he was banned from baseball for life. Right. Or Shoeless Joe Jackson. Mm -hmm. right? Shoeless Joe didn't participate. But the thing and, is, well, he was aware of it and did not report it. Right. So, read. so to Tony's point, Lou Whitaker was on my list. Okay. Sweet Lou. Steve Garvey, guys, he had a great career <laughs> in the 70s, but he, he had a great career in the 80s. Look at the 81 World Series, right? Um, this one's going to hurt Sarah a bit. No disrespect to Sarah. Billy Buckner. Okay. You got it. Buckner. It wasn't his fault. He was left in too long. I say it. everyone's like, oh, Billy Buckner. Da, da, da. Doesn't he hurt you? I was like, no, I've met Billy Buckner millions of times as a kid. And he's just the sweetest guy. And he, the Red Sox made a terrible decision he shouldn't have been left in that game because he was normally pulled out already at that point in time because his knees were so bad like i get it you had this mindset that you wanted to win it with your veterans and win it with your guys well no you lost it because you you know sacrificed him yeah and as a cubs fan billy buckner is uh, one of those holy guys as well so right Such and a as a dodger dude. fan Ugh. he came up as a dodger yeah and so Billy Buckner has 2,715 hits, you know, rest in peace, Billy. But I mean, he deserves to be in there. Another guy that barely touched the eighties, but deserves to be in his rusty stop. Mm -hmm. um, he's, yeah. I mean, he's got the numbers guys to that say, you know, he deserves it, but you know, if we're going to touch these guys and there's a number of people else, you know, with Thurman Munson, who is a seventies guy, he needs to be in. Right. Um, Omar Vizquel needs to be in if we're going to add this um, to the list. And Johnny Damon at some point needs to get in. Johnny Damon is, I mean, he's only 231 hits away from 3,000 hits. Nobody knows that. Nobody pays attention to that. And Sarah's Ray's legend, a, Johnny Damon. Yeah, he was a Red Sox and then turned Yankee. But, um, but, I mean, to me, to me, there's guys like Garvey and Whitaker that belong on that 80s in that 80s group. Dave Steve is a great call on that. You can even make an argument for Jose Canseco. Um, and if if you do and he does make it in, I swear I hope they play the the clip of the ball bouncing off his head and going over the wall. Oh my god. At the Hall of Fame. I swear I hope somebody has a good time with him. Over and over again. This is this is a conversation that we're gonna need to to continue at some time because there's there's so many arguments and, and maybe we'll get a group together again to talk about people that were left off and make arguments for why you would, because all of you have brought up fantastic names. Um, Lou Whitaker is, is top of mind to me because 
outside of Ryan Sandberg in the eighties, what other second baseman do you think about? Right. And the thing is, this is something that the veteran committee said that they didn't want to bring up names over and over. And so I think that's one of the reasons Lou Whitaker was off so that they could bring him up the next time and it wouldn't be tiring of him. You know, he's probably going to be one of the three untainted people that they bring up in the next veterans committee dealing with the eighties. And I I'm sure he's going to get in that time. What I find interesting though, is what was it? 2018 was the last time that I think Garvey was on it and Don Mattingly and all of that were on it. So you know, it's one of those where I'm just like, okay, we're, we're really pushing for Don Mattingly to get into the hall. If we are pushing him to the forefront every single time that there is this opportunity. Yeah, no, it's, it's insane. Like Donnie, I mean, and you can even make arguments to some of the eighties guys that are the hall of very good, but mm-hmm. could arguably be hall of famer. Like Bob Boone was a great catcher in the eighties. He did a lot behind the plate. He wasn't terribly productive offensively, but Tony, tell me another catcher out there that isn't in the hall that that Boone doesn't rival, right? Yeah, I agree. I mean, I, I'm, can, Fred Lynn is another one. Uh, Dwight Evans is another one. There's a couple of Red Dewey, Sox. Dewey, yeah. 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 I mean, half of the Red Sox that you can talk about, Basically, like yeah. you said, Dwight Evans and and – I also say even guys, you know, third baseman's like Doug DeSense. He had a great 80s career, 70s. But again, he may not get in because of some of the stuff that's happened in his personal life since. But it just, there's a lot of great guys. So we could do this all night. Yeah, we could. All night. We could. We could go round and round. Sarah's I always, like, yeah, I don't I'm care. Like, you know, I this could go is therapeutic. Round and round and round. Can First of all, A, can I thank you for being on tonight? From the bottom of my heart, thank you for being on. This is what makes Top Fans special. I I have learned to love and appreciate each one of you very, very much. One. Two, please come back on. Um, let's do this again. Um, and then number three, at some point, Sam and I will get you on on Around the Diamond on a Saturday morning where it's, it's pretty concise in what we're talking about. So... Mm-hmm. But I thank you very much. And for you top fan rivalry followers that are listening to this, again, we got Tony, we got Sarah, we got Sam, we got John. They'll all be tagged in this. Um, But I thank you guys for being on. Make sure that you're following these guys. They've got great content. Those of them that put up things like cards, like like Tony and and Sarah, um, they're phenomenal. They're a lot of fun. So just please make sure you're following these guys. And so thank you guys for being on. Let's do this again. Thank you. Thank you. Next time.